you have officially been cleared for communication with the Is It Safe podcast. Your contacts code names are Luke. And, and your friends are like, oh, can you drive, dude? This is great. I love this car. And everybody jumps in and it's fucking sweet. You could even yeah. meet girls and put them in that car and they would be happy. Mike. You were the worst ump ever, by far. Even though he by really far. was a terrible ump. He made a lot of terrible calls. But remember, he doesn't get paid dick anyways. But there is a bare minimum threshold that me and Luke were talking about because he just didn't make any sounds. Whether Luke was getting pissed at <laughs> in the field the whole inning. Like, is that a ball? Is that a strike? What's he saying? And Scott. Always like to blame the media, too. I want to make sure I get a jab in on the media because we Ooh. can't... We can't... We're not going to fix this unless, like Luke said, we just either pry everyone's gun out of their cold dead hands or we subject these people to you know very intensive interviewing and psychological evaluation hey you are listening to what we call the is it safe talk show it's john scott luke mike gobier we're just talking about proof of life a 2000 film starring russell crowe david caruso meg ryan michael morse a heavy hitting cast. Me and John Scott are big fans of Proof of Life. And until today, I never met anybody else, first who had even seen it, but then saw it multiple times. I mean, what a treat for me that somebody in this world also enjoys Proof of Life. That's a ridiculous figure. <laughs> oh my God, it's so dumb. Wow. Uh, welcome dude. in, everybody. Sorry, we're recording on Thursday. It looks like uh, we'll actually be recording on Wednesdays going forward, but uh, Luke had a microphone crisis last night, so we had to postpone till today. Yeah, Luke, today. would you like to vent about the microphone crisis? Yeah. You know, I feel like <laughs> I feel like that would be. You know what? It is a service to people. Let me vent. Okay. <laughs> These fucking computers. I don't. I, I I still can't wrap my mind around just how how absolutely idiotic the entire system is that you could create a computer just creating a computer in general that's pretty fucking amazing but to not to not be able to like create a software system or i don't know what they call it the fucking system bios whatever it might be to plug in a microphone and have it just work it does it never happens that never fucking works i had a new computer uh, i had a computer replacement at work because something else failed on the other one and no, this town works without a retainer guys and you know i i plugged it in didn't work i had to download multiple drivers whatnot got it working uh the second i opened up the browser to join this it just it froze up and says like your browser is not allowed to use your device. It's just, it's so insane. I fixed it, but I have literally no idea how I actually did it. It was just, it was just whack-a-mole. It was just like fucking whack-a-mole on every little thing. And then all of a sudden it started working. So I stopped, stopped whacking moles. Yeah, that's tough, man. I'm really sorry for you. Yeah, I'm having huge. I'm having huge, huge problems. Yeah, I mean, just work, please. Just work, these please. That's all a man are, is asking yeah. for. These are very. These things are very important. To quote so, Russell Crowe in Proof of Life, "You never get a pretty picture." <laughs> Don't you never get a pretty picture? Uh yeah. So Luke was pissed, but uh, you know, at least you got your uh, 
microphone working now and the show is underway so we will be recording on wednesdays going forward no more tuesdays i gotta start doing my field placement for my counseling gig i'm going out into the field to help local detroiters with their mental health problems a sick sight if there ever was one that i'm gonna be involved we'll see what happens and we'll see if i fuck it up too <laughs> me and luke were talking about the fact that the place i'm going to because Luke and I played for softball on Monday night. Luke subbed in for our Monday night softball team, and uh, it was a tough one. We had a little bit of a melee, too, as you recall, at the end of the game two. This is true. Grown-ass men got so angry that they were thrown out of a game. This guy's like 50 years old, and he's telling the up to, fuck off, you fucking suck up, eat shit, you fucking cocksucker. And You're a lousy fucking <laughs> softball player. That's basically what they were saying. So Yeah. And. Then it turned into more chaos from there because one of uh, our teammates got pissed because he had a six-year-old in our dugout. And he's like, hey, cut down on the language. And then the other's like, fuck you. I got kids here too. And everybody starts jawing and all the testosterone and boners get hard. And they all come together. And then the ump's like, all right, I'm leaving. And I'm like, okay, well, you were the worst ump ever, even though. By far. By far. Even though he By really far. was a terrible ump. He made a lot of terrible calls. But remember, he doesn't get paid dick anyways. But there is a bare minimum threshold that me and Luke were talking about because he just didn't make any sounds. Whether Luke was getting pissed at, <laughs> in the field the whole inning. Like, is that a ball? Is that a strike? What's he saying? <laughs> because you could he didn't say anything. It bet it just he would say, uh he would what did he say? He said like Yep. Oh yep. He would say yep. yep. So when the ball hit he the would, ground, uh, he would just go But he didn't even yell it as loud as Mike just did. He would say it in a yep. talking voice, like almost to himself. And you're like, what was that? What what did he say? What what's going on here? That yep. was it was absolutely fucking nuts. And I think when you've got an umpire like that, that is literally how you end up with a melee at the end of the game. If if he was <laughs> if he was just a little bit more emphatic and just a little louder, that would have never happened. It's he doesn't not make the, any money, though. I mean, he makes dick, I right? Know, so, I know, but, oh, but I, look I what like happened, money. though. It turned into violence. It turned into violence. And then he was the one. Mike, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but did he not say that he was going to, quote-unquote, his bag, which was a he bag did. he apparently had uh, stashed away behind the backstop, which fucking contained a gun. That was the implication. He didn't say he had a gun, but he said... I work for the fucking police and I was going to my bag and you know what that means or something like that. Take it as you will. Yeah, so this fucking umpire who wasn't even in the ruckus with the rest of it, honestly, like he just called the game and he could have just walked, he could have walked off. Well, why would you, you need should, to bring firearms into that situation? Why would you bring a gun into that situation? Just oh, walk I, off, I like walk money. away. He likes money, man. Come on. He's making 30 bucks a game, and he's trying to get the most for his buck. Bang for your buck. Anyways, it was total bozo fest. The ump was just as much to blame as the assholes who lost their shit, and then yeah. it ended. It was a stupid way to end a night. It was a fun night overall, but it's just amazing that people, people are so angry out there. They're all at their tipping points. There's a lot of people. All you need is like a one bad call at first base to put somebody over the edge, and then the next thing you know, <laughs> you're going to have a fucking mass shooting at the soft i'm waiting for a mass shooting at a softball field why hasn't that happened yet i'm honestly very fucking surprised given how many given how many uh real enthusiasts are out there it's weird though you know like when you see all right let's just roll this into should we roll this into the the shooting conversation because yet yeah, here we are we, uh, we yet another have, yeah. one but what is always 
interesting to me because Mike, I I honestly agree with you. I think it's fucking crazy that we haven't heard of a softball complex getting shot up. I mean, just across the country. I mean, these people are not different from one city to another, from one state to another. It's the same, you know, the same like tags, you know, heroes that have got the fucking handlebar mustaches and the, you know, the you're a lousy fucking softball player. It's it's everybody. It's it. They're they're all out there. You park in any one of these complexes, you're going to see like 55 fucking giant ass trucks lifted up, uh, you know, exhaust pipes uh, coming off the roof. Hey, 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 what is going on here? But, and, and don't tread on me flags and all that shit. And it doesn't quite happen. But I, I, I wouldn't say I feel safe at those environments when the fucking violence starts to ratchet up. It gets a little crazy. That was starting to get, that was starting to get a little crazy. And I just basically backed the fuck off. I was not about to get involved in that. I'm not, oh, I'm not putting myself in between these fucking morons. And then you know, then we oh, actually man. do get a shooting, and it's we have a just lot of pride it's here. some, it's some kid who is bullied beyond belief, uh, desperate, angry, isolated, on the dark web just with no fucking socialization at all, you know, no ability to connect with people. And that's not the guy that goes out there and plays softball, you know? I don't hey, know. hey, 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 what is going really, on here? I don't really have much of a point, but other than the fact that we always talk about, everybody wants to talk about how, you know, people who love the NRA and, and have guns and are hunters and all that are the ones that we should be worried about. And it's never that guy that shoots anything up. I don't know if that's a controversial so. statement or it's not, suspect. but have you ever heard of one of those guys shooting something up? I don't know. Softball players. No, just You're like, a lousy fucking softball player. No, just the guy in I mean, the, just in, the, down yeah. the dirt road in Highland, Michigan, who's a duck hunter. Who's the guy who has, 41 guns and it's he is a super libertarian and just hunts i take it you own this place doesn't want to fucking see anybody else and yeah it's never that guy you're right luke i, I mean and to I, jump on I the can't remember one to jump on the back of this softball thing you know i'm sitting here thinking there's if it's about because obviously these people are these shooters are, I don't know, I, I'm, I'm not qualified to profile them, but like you said, they're alienated, they can't connect, they, they're frustrated, or they're psychopathic, sociopathic, I don't know, whatever. But it seems like if you really want to do the most damage, like, there's a context to take the soft local softball analogy further that it hasn't happened yet. Dude, a professional sports, that that's like... That's what we hold so holy in this country. You want to you want to fucking kill 57 people at the Super Bowl like this country would fucking crumble. Everything we hold sacred would be turned upside down and it's morbid. But you're right. It's amazing to me that someone hasn't just said, I want to do as much physical and psychological damage as possible 
I'm going to go to a basketball game, a playoff fucking professional sports event, and, you know, blow people apart. Or a huge concert, you know, a, a massive concert. I know it's happened in France, the French concert. Uh, the yeah. one in oh, Las yeah. Vegas, I the one in Las Vegas, I guess. The Eagles of Death Paddock. That was, but that was just a dude hanging out of the window and just shooting at a concert because of whatever body count. But yeah, man, it's it's fucking scary. It's gonna take a football game for this to happen, sadly, uh, and then we're gonna never feel. No, safe nothing anywhere. will change. It doesn't matter what it is. I mean, and nothing's gonna change. Faces were blown off, so. <laughs> We're gonna blow yeah. kids' faces off. That's not gonna change things. No, get back to work, America. We I've are the country of guns, and we are the country of shootings. And we are the country of chaos and violence, and that's what we do here. We condone it, even though we don't condone it. And everyone says no, we don't like it, but then it happens again and again. It'll happen next week. It'll happen a week after that. And this is the country we live in. So if you don't want to be a part of this, I suggest you leave it because it's not gonna end. Anytime yeah, I guess soon. you know I got two, just two, two other quick comments. I mean. One being, I suppose, the the guys that are really do really understand gun ownership and whatnot. They, yeah, I'm not I'm not nearly as scared of them, and they might be bringing guns into the house where maybe one of their teenagers or something does something like this. So yeah, I, I guess that is part of the that's part of the ecosystem, the the, the food chain, and like the the actual, I guess, the chain of custody for just pure fucking violence. So there's definitely responsibility there. But then there's also this goddamn conversation that we're going to be inevitably having for the next, I guess, what, two weeks until they decide that, okay, we can stop talking about this now until the next goddamn mass shooting. They're going to be talking about fucking mental, mental illness. Once again, in people who are mentally ill are actually less likely to take up arms and actually kill other people. Uh, most people that have mental yeah. illness are not going to do that. It's impossible to say that this person did not have some form of mental illness. He definitely did. But I'm so sick of this goddamn conversation and then hearing from these fucking politicians who are going to constantly bring it up to defray this conversation and not fucking push through something like Medicare for all where people can actually get decent mental help whenever they fucking need it. You know, that this is the main reason I never even sought a therapist or sought uh, mental health advice or sought a doctor because I was, I didn't think I could afford it, you know, 20 Allegedly. years ago. And it wasn't until I got into grad school that they were like, Oh, you get 12 free sessions. And that's when I went and got, I went Buy into one, therapy. Yeah, I got twelve free sessions. I you know, one hundred eighty thousand dollars to go to school. I got twelve free sessions in therapy. He probably owes you money. You're huh? starting to scratch the surface. <laughs> I mean, uh, how does that work out? It's about twelve thousand dollars a session, <laughs> but they were they were. I'm going to say this: they were priceless. They were invaluable. Priceless. Yes, the business we have here too for. You can speak with my aforementioned attorney. <laughs> but, you know, don't bring up mental health anymore in this debate whatsoever, unless you're going to push. Hey, 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 all. what is going on here? Yeah, our solution in this country is to just get increasingly upset, make a real nice, big, 
uh, histrionic show of ourselves and to offer thoughts and prayers and then just gird up to do it in another month and get increasingly upset about it and say, I'm sick and tired. And every time the sick and tired yep. just have a little more gravity because everyone understands. <laughs> Everyone's just a little bit more <laughs> sick and tired of it. Jesus well, Christ. Damn, Sweet. fine. Okay. That's like a fucking, uh, yeah, it's it's just, it's never going to reach, what's that mathematical term? I mean, we're never going to reach like the x-axis. We're just going to get increasingly and increasingly upset, but we're never going to, nothing's ever going to happen. So. I think, yeah, I think the, 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 over. The, weird, the weird way this turns everybody into a fucking pretzel is that no one's willing to kind of just admit what the actual solution is. There is only one solution to this, and it is to remove guns. In countries where they do that, this type of gun violence goes down to basically zero. It's, it's a tough thing to admit, especially coming from the Midwest, where we actually do know a bunch of people who are very, very like responsible gun owners. And we don't want to necessarily I'm not going to make this a rights thing because it's not a rights thing. The Second Amendment has not been used. It wasn't actually used for those rights like defending the right to bear arms until I think, what, 2007 or something. I mean, it's a very stop it. It's a very recent it is a very recent uh ruling that that is you know part of our precedent but you know it would not make this about a rights thing at all it's just the hard that the fact of the matter is that this can't this the only way to fucking actually stop this is to outlaw outlaw guns and to Liar! start Whatever program, whatever program you want to do to get rid of them, I think in New Zealand or Australia they uh, did a buyback program. <laughs> yeah. They, you know, yeah, the the program in this country uh, to do that would be frontal lobotomies for everybody. Well, you know, and then you you <laughs> we have this for a more noble cause than that. We have this strange radical fringe that believes that their right to bear arms somehow ties into their own sense of. Uh, self-determination and i that shit has we, nothing to do with me it's just another it's another indictment of our fucking education i mean there's how in the fuck these people actually think that is insane to me and yeah so we'd have I to like deal with money, them you though. know try to take their take their guns quote unquote uh mike we gotta have that drop I wish we had that drop from Bill Hicks. Like you can take my ray gun when you pry it from my cold, dead, ten-fingered hand or something. <laughs> yep. And that's all I had to say about that. Anyway, that's a good one. Um, you don't yeah, have any Bill Hicks. But the, I think the I, I think the hard reality and the difficult the thing line. being in the Midwest is that we don't want to even admit. Even, people like me or like even Bernie Sanders, you know, from Vermont. He doesn't want to actually he doesn't want to say like oh, gun owners or people who actually care about the Second Amendment or people who interpret their rights as part of people who interpret the Second Amendment as something that is actually protecting something that is personal to them is is wrong. And it we got to take morality out of it at this point. Uh, if we want a functional you have no right taking people's confidence in your service, if we want a functional world where you don't have to worry about your kids getting shot, we got to fucking outlaw guns. Yeah. And stop oh worrying God. about the government coming into your house. Like th this weird imaginary threat that the government is going to do something to you. All they basically do is take your taxes and occasionally uh, bowl yeah. down your house and put a freeway through it. 
Otherwise, no one's you coming know, to your yeah. house. No one's coming to your house with fucking guns trying to take take you as a fucking prisoner of war. That's not happening. Christ. That's it. <laughs> Quickest song ever. Even shorter than early Bad Religion songs. I think it's less than a minute. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was the whole song? I forgot I about that. Rip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, I mean, that's, that's like solid. 45 seconds. Yeah, 40, 45 second song. And uh, the hey, message look. is clear. So who says you can't write a song that short and still get your point across? Well, some people do it in one sentence. <laughs> anyway, actually, yeah, that's I mean, what that that's who what start... that song is. It's basically one sentence, just over and over and over again. It is. Although well, they throw in a couple of comments, like the NRA, and that's uh, apropos. But people who bring up the lobbying and the money part, it, those interest everywhere for every positional issue in the country. So I'm not, I'm not even going to blame lobbyists or when like politicians who call out lobbyists. No, you're the ones taking the money and you're not doing anything. So you are who I'm looking at. I'm not even looking at them because that's who they are. I know what they do. They use their money to influence the power. And you're the one who is easily influenced, you fucking crony old fuck. Yeah, I like money, though. Yeah, every so. politician. Why is every politician 78? I know we've I know we've gone over this, but fuck. Why is yeah, what? every politician yeah, 80? Yeah. I don't yeah, understand. Dude, it's the gerontocracy. They take us into... You know, every every concern they fucking, fucking die. Please. Every yeah, every concern <laughs> so, they bring up is is one that could have probably been prevented if they just stop running for office. What are you doing? Why are you, you eighty five and running for office? And go and because the creatures of habit. Do something. Go. Just retire. What the fuck? Who wants to work forever? I don't understand this fucking compulsion of these psych. It's not work. Like, psychopathic maniacs it's life like, it's the life it's the lifeblood though it isn't work yeah it, it, it isn't work it's literally yeah. like it's oxygen to these idiots if they didn't it's like tom brady's gonna play football until he's 75 because if he stops playing football he's gonna fucking spontaneously combust i mean sadly he retired but tom brady uh, you bring no, up a good didn't. example didn't he isn't he done yeah and then he came back no he's shut yeah, the he fuck did. up he's back is he really like a week later <laughs> hell yes yeah. see that means that means bernie can come back keep it going baby tom bernie tom bernie <laughs> well look the politicians are brady sanders that dick brady lobbying, sanders so. tom bernie no one wants to do the dirty work huh good lesson in this song here guys A diametrically opposed to no effects right here. <laughs> fuck that dirty work, you fucks. That's all it is. Capitol Hill's filled with dirty work. Fucking annoying assholes. Yeah. 
I also want to make sure before we move on from this, because what the fuck are we supposed to say? Is that I I always like to blame the media, too. I want to make sure I get a jab in on the media because we can't we can't we're not going to fix this unless, like Luke said, we just either pry everyone's gun out of their cold, dead hands or we subject these people to you know, oh my God. very intensive interviewing and psychological evaluation. But the media, never going to happen. Again, never going to happen. But we just, the coverage is like fucking flypaper. Even us, you know, we're sitting here talking about it. I'm reading about it. Oh, then he, then the killer did this, and then the killer did that. And this is where the killer came from. And this is the killer's address. And this is the psychological profile of the killer's parents and friends. And this is... Here's a timeline and all this shit. And it's like, maybe if we didn't glorify, not glorify, but if, you know, a prospective mass shooter might see this shit, you know, and think this is like the rock star lifestyle. I mean, I forget who it was, but someone, I don't know if it was the Columbine kids, but that was a very huge draw was validation and being seen and being covered and being talked about being... So yeah. I don't know. I just wanted to make sure to blame the media because the media is basically at fault for almost all of our problems in this country. So it's let yeah, not let that's... that. It's not let them <laughs> off the hook. The yeah, no, better. for sure. It's... And you you have to actually you have to look at like those Columbine kids who were saying that it's not that that's what they actually wanted, but yeah, they were already their their thoughts and the way they approached the world was already interpolated by the media. So they were already coming up with dreams that were media creations. Mm -hmm. It wasn't something they needed or wanted. It wasn't something they needed or wanted until they heard they needed and wanted it. And then the media tells them that that that's what they want. And then fucking go ahead and uh, they start to absorb that information. And then it becomes a self-fulfilling fucking prophecy. And then it's not self-fulfilling in the right way. It's hegemonic. It's entirely hegemonic. (laughs) There's nothing wrong. And then they turn around. Yeah. And then they can. Oh, wow. On the What's on the flip side of the coin? Oh, it's the same shit where you can go through the turnstile and kick out fucking content for people that need to see shit. Uh, It's yeah, dude, it's it's fucking gross. Um, I mean, let's let's not forget at this point that, you know, again, the hard decision is uh, we have to remove. Guns just have to be removed. I mean, that's it. This is America, that's a hard Jack. reality. And the the other side of that reality is that anybody who wants to continue with gun rights has to be willing to accept the death of children in certain situations because it is going to continue happening until there's a full ban. So which it's a, it's a fucked up trade-off. It is one of the worst. This is one of the worst examples of the weird fucking paranoia psychosis that's in this country to begin with Uh, the fact that this kid even did that is uh is totally fucking sick and you know his mother apparently is addicted to drugs i don't know what that means i don't know any of the additional details maybe if she could have gotten treatment that she needed i mean maybe if there's like a support system around here maybe we don't have these people and we can have guns too but i feel like the two just don't quite work together and i feel like the countries that don't have any guns don't really have any mass shootings now are we willing to just accept the trade-off 
Uh, anybody that's for the Second Amendment that's super excited about their rights is willing to accept uh, 20 or so kids being murdered every couple of years. People in America got it backwards. So they have to face that TV, shit. But it's somebody's backside or a, a woman's beautiful set of titties. <laughs> Once again, right, I, I promised my parents I wasn't going to swear too much, but here we go. <laughs> this is too apropos for this. I've been waiting for this opportunity. Quit, quit drinking. Because <laughs> he was acting like a real dumb. <laughs> <laughs> well, hi, Owen. Howdy, fine folks. And welcome back to Hee Haw. We want to thank our special guest, Charlton Heston, for joining us. Walter, it's an absolute pleasure to be here in the sight of God on hee-haw. But who would be laughing if it weren't for the patriots who answer the call of freedom? Well, I'm... The aliens. They would exploit our every weakness and suck the brains out of every living soul. They'd be laughing, but not like you and me. They'd go... Beep, 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 beep. We want to leave you with the sweet as molasses sounds of a band I'm sure you're all going to like. Hens and Roosters, Linden Ear, to Lonesome Earl, and the Clutter Busters. Folks ride like the wind with the whispering pines to guide them and the burning light inside them keeps them warm in the snow. Others fear the sounds they hear make banditos out of molehills fill their hearts with porcupine quills they're dead and buried long before they go. Charlton Heston movies are no longer in demand. And his immortal soul may lay forever in the sand. The angels wouldn't take him up to heaven like he planned. Cause they couldn't pry that gun from his cold dead hand. <laughs> what did he say? It takes a cold dead hand to decide to pull the trigger. Takes a cold dead heart. And as near as I can figure with your cold dead aim, you're trying to prove your dick is bigger. But we know your chariot may not be swinging low. They're making fun of everything I hold dear, Walter. Imagine if the Lord were here and he knew what you've been thinking. Would his sacred heart be sinking into the canyon of dismay? And on the ones who sell the guns. He'd sick the vultures and coyotes Only the devil's true devotees Could profiteer from pain 
Charlton Heston movies are no longer in demand. How is this still happening? Hey, don't ruin the chorus. Here comes. The angels wouldn't take him up to heaven like he planned. Because they couldn't pry that gun from his gun. One of your dad, baby. That's right. It takes a cold dead hand to decide to pull the trigger. It takes a cold dead heart. And as near as I can figure with your cold Bye. <laughs> cold dead hand. That looks even better with the video. Make sure you check it out on YouTube. Jim Carrey did that about, what was that, eight years ago? Shit, wow, that was eight years ago. Cold Dead Hand. Charlton Heston played by Jim Carrey, and Jim Carrey is the singer, so good stuff. All right, so he's, that's the he's closing. one of the most nauseating, like, just liberal idiots out there, though. It's really sad. He's okay on this, I on this issue so, no. because he's down with, I guess he, he gets the culture issues correct, but... He doesn't have any he doesn't have any class consciousness or anything. He's he's got false consciousness. He thinks he thinks making fuck like drawing uh like just terrible fucking he just does terrible paintings of of like Trump and everybody. He thinks that's like somehow seditious or it, it's not. He's he's a no? he's a nor, he's like fucking normie. He's just a it's really it's disappointing because I feel like he he has established enough of a platform where he could do something pretty decent. But you know, what did he do? He supported wow, he supported dude. an anti vax woman for a very long time. Never weighed in on that. <laughs> and hmm. you know, uh during that time there were like outbreaks of fucking mumps and all sorts of random shit across the country. There's smallpox were cropping up in like Oregon. He said jack shit about that. He was hanging poolside with Jerry Seinfeld. Luke, come on. Sometimes I get like I'm angry when I'm excited, okay? Jerry Seinfeld, that's a good one. Don't see. All right, we're going to the emails now. By the way, I like what Jim Carrey does now because he makes fun of everything that has to do with celebrity culture and the constant TMZ obsession. So who he is right sure. now, I very much enjoy what he does. I'm that's all cool. for it. For all right, you. let's get to the emails. Brian M. Welcome back, Brian. We got email from you four days ago on Sunday, May 22nd at 2.09 a.m. Late night. I'm going to start reading the times on these. The timestamps are funny. I didn't even think about it. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, that act, the timestamp on this one does give a little context to the, the body. <laughs> 2.09 a.m. Sunday, technically Saturday night, but Sunday morning. There you oh, are at 2.09 in the morning. <laughs> and this Sometimes I get like I'm angry when I'm excited, okay? Hello, SafePod Talk Show team. Below is a link to a story of one woman's rage against a beauty store in Wichita, Kansas. Worst thing I've ever encountered at a job was that show. Wait, did anybody uh, click on that link? Because I didn't. So I did. No, I've I got a new computer. You so did, John. Can you fill us story. in, Scott? Uh, no, no. Um, cameras. Oh, so you can't. A, well, dude, I mean, the headline is Kansas police identify quote poopetrator who allegedly defecated in a Wichita beauty store. Son of a bitch. It's hey, and by the way, this is it's the third show in a way. Third show no, in a row I think that part. we've this... talked about this. <laughs> I know. We're but but here, no, here's we're, the most important This is the part. last one. Brian, if you hear this, this is the last this, one. This is the last time we're talking shit on this pod. But the most important part of the headline, Luke, is that it is not Amber Heard. You mean Scamber Heard? 
not Amber Heard. It's not Scamber Heard or Johnny Dope. Uh, some uh-huh. uh, some woman pooped on eight wigs. This is the best. This is the best uh, sentence from the article. Police say that the the defecation was quote significant enough that eight wigs were destroyed as a result. Okay. Well, hey, you know. You're not going to go out with me tonight because these idiots found two poopies oh, in a bed? God. Yeah, D, but it's not the poop. It's the mystery. So try I to like conjure up. This story is about conjuring up how much poop it takes to destroy eight wigs. That's it. Yeah. Okay. It's the beginning not... and end of it. Oh, that's a... There was some poop in our bed this morning. Yeah. All right. I'm so refusing continuing to, with the email. Uh, Uh, worst thing i've ever encountered at a job was at showcase cinemas in college it was also a turd in the wild eight mile had just opened on a friday it was busy as fuck i along with another usher came around the corner and encountered right there in the middle (laughs) of the floor a log of shit a log of shit. Can you believe that? Unbelievable. With runny trails of diarrhea leading to the scene of the mother turd. <laughs> oh, my God. That is so, so crazy. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So defiantly holding on to its dignity, even as it found itself completely out of its element. I radioed our supervisor, and he actually came and cleaned it up. He did? Oh, my God. I don't think... I would walk off the job easily. I w- if someone took a dump at the job that I worked at, it's easy call for me. I'm out of there. I mean, I walked out of jobs like all my eighty-five k. I'd clean up a turd for eighty. <laughs> if I if I had like an eighty-five thousand dollars salary, I'd probably clean up a turd. If, <laughs> I just I I'm so disgusted. I can't I can't deal with these. We can no longer anymore. talk shit. We can no longer talk about. It's shit. It's just this so fucking it. gross. I. I fucking hate it. I literally this hate is real, it. Though. It's a real but story. Here's, but here's what I like about the way Brian does this is he is li- we've talked about this before. Such a good writer. It is Poop-poop-y-poop-y-poop-y-poop-y-poop-y-poop-y-poop-y-poop-y-poop-y-poop-y-poop-y-poop-y-poop-y-poop-y-poop-y-poop-y-poop-y-poop-y-poop-y-po
Did it not? Was it in the recording studio? Absolutely. The I don't know if this still exists or not, but it was called Forty Ounce Studios in Ann Arbor. It was like West Ann Arbor. And yeah. For those of you that don't know Michigan, it was over there on the outskirts, and I don't know if it's there anymore because that was in August of two thousand two, right before uh, got my friend evicted from his house. So. Oh boy. <laughs> I was just gonna, I was, oh boy. I was oh just going to say you could probably buy a nice house in Ann Arbor in two thousand two. Yeah, absolutely. You can get a good deal. Well, back the then. eviction the eviction happened in Brighton. Right, it did. That's true. Uh, yeah. Let me finish this email. So, which brings me to my question. Oh wait, hold By on, way, hold th- on, hold on, real quick. <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't finish what I was saying about the way Brett. He, you could just swap out nouns, and this is like one of the best sentences. I I could imagine. It's perfect. He wrote it so, so well, I'm dealing with it. Big deal, whatever. Accidents happen, right? Dude, yep. I'm so sick of this goddamn topic. We need to stop talking about shit forever. It's never happening okay, so, again. I'm never letting well, this happen me, again. This is good, though. So he's bringing, I can, by the way, I'm, I'm literally taking my headphones off and I'm walking away for 20 minutes if it comes up again. That's fine. Uh, all right. So what I will tell you is that logs of shit, for those of you that don't know us growing up, me and Luke and our friends, it was recorded for an album that we did and a band that we did. It was actually the band was after this terrible accident. Brandon, my friend, died, and it was a lot of fun. But then, like, <laughs> things got sideways that weekend. We recorded the album, and we got our friend kicked out of his apartment because we had this huge party at a. We're talking like Brighton, Michigan, which oh, is boy. a very like conservative area on Grand River, which is like the heart of the town. And our friend Keith brought like seven fifths of booze, and the thing got way out of hand. And then we me, recorded the vocals Keith, the next he can't, day. He can't take that. He can't take all the responsibility. No, I drove. Well, he, he and I. Said. He and I were at Meyer with a shopping cart full of gallons of liquor. Wow. Ridiculous. Okay, I didn't it was know that. In, See? It was insane. It was the night of a thousand fifths. Yeah. It was. It was because everybody gave me cash. And... Everyone gave me cash at the at the venue. Yep. And Keith and I were the ones that were picking up the booze, so we just bought everything we could with like. I don't know, like $150 of liquor money when you're 22. Woo. No one no one was drinking top yeah. shelf scotch. <laughs> no, 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 no. So, oh, boy. Yeah. So that, of, that was recorded captains. as like a fun part, too, because those were like after we recorded the album, we did a bunch oh of fun outtake stuff like that. There's other dumb shit where friends did comedy bits. And I'm glad that it was recorded because, you know, the mood after the, the eviction, I had to record all my vocals the night after that party and we found out that he was evicted because they knocked on his door the night after the party at like 8 30 in the morning i remember waking up out of a stupor hey open up right now people were these people who owned the building were furious so it was the quickest eviction in history we cleaned up the house oh it was an apartment we cleaned up the apartment and got out of there by monday morning he was evicted within 24 hours well it's a crime scene you fucking hauled ass to get the hell out of there and at this point we should actually take a minute to apologize to our Great friend. Yeah. Oh, uh, I did. S S J. I I don't want to. I don't want to call out any particular names, but uh, oh, I was gonna call Morgan. I apologize to Morgan too. So well, Morgan. Morgan wouldn't care. Uh, I think. Oh, Steve. Steve and Morgan. Cared. Morgan cared very much. Uh, Steve, I apologize. It was his fucking house. It's where he lived. Fucking I mean, he's terrible. not a fucking sadist. <laughs> Steve wasn't even there, and that makes me feel so bad. He wasn't even there. He showed up later to a coffee table. That was turned into fucking toothpicks in the middle of the goddamn living room. Uh, a a concrete deer outside, broken in half, oh, like yeah, the, the head, uh, the head ripped off. Deer. 
the head ripped off. The actual the sign to the apartment complex having been fucking destroyed by uh, me, I think, challenging and betting people that they couldn't break it. So then that automatically meant that they had to try to break it. Uh, I, I, I do recall. I do recall a friend who was also on that soundtrack that we just listened to. Uh, running full speed into an apartment complex sign <laughs> and and definitely doing some damage and uh and yep. and then i and then i was like i didn't expect you to do that but no i contributed to that problem it was fucked up should have never done that shit <laughs> yeah that was it was regrettable you know sometimes it, god damn it i don't know how to express myself unless that, through anger and personal attack i'm getting very upset that apartment Except ten times the booze. Honestly, honestly, if you could picture an apartment being demolished and destroyed by people in, uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. That's exactly what it looked like. I mean, I feel like in the and middle of goddamn disrespecting me, little idiots, idiots. There was a melee. There was a melee at some point, but no one was punching each other. We were just destroying shit. We we're tables were being thrown in the air, and like it just seemed like there were haze. There was haze in the apart, like in the actual apartment. <laughs> We're talking like a two-bedroom apartment here? with one bat. This tiny little place with yeah. like eighteen it's a small angry fucking of eight apartments. Yeah, just angry twenty-two-year-old. Just oh man, what yeah. a what a I think they get the point. Totally yeah. categorically. Irrelevant. All right, yeah, 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 yeah. But okay. what about Ryan's Brian's last segment here of the email says, which brings me to my question: What is the worst thing or things you've ever encountered as a worker on the job? Any job, not just your current job. Brian, thank you, Brian. Uh, boy, let's see. The worst thing I encountered on a job. It's probably uh, just poop. Like for me, it was probably just poop, pee, and vomit. I, I never had to clean it up, but you know, it's there. It's just an ever-present um, part of life: shit, piss, and vomit. It's going to be there. You're going to see it on the job, especially if you have some of the jobs I've had over the years. <laughs> oh, yeah. That reminds me of the seven dirty words. By the way, I did watch the new George Carlin documentary. Uh, I would like to talk about Same. that another time, but uh, another it was really time, good. Yeah. I enjoyed it. It was yeah. pretty good. Uh, I worked a lot of fast food jobs growing up. I worked in a lot of restaurants, but I never, I was never forced to like clean bathrooms it doesn't have to really? be clean something uh, what was the worst thing i know i'm trying to think of something else i mean i worked at i was thinking about when i worked at television news did i see like a bloody dead body on a crime scene or something i, I can't i can't seem to recall that either so uh he says encounter i will it say have to be seen encountered means some of the footage anything i remember i i worked christmas eve christmas night christmas night of 2004 when i worked at or 2000 yeah it was 2004 I worked at WLWT Cincinnati and the tsunami had happened and we had all this footage. I saw some awful shit on the footage of that tsunami of all the raw video we got that night. That was pretty awful. Yeah, that was that was fucked up. Mm -hmm. Of course, you can't show that. It's just like it's just like the shootings, you know, kids faces literally blown off. That happened. That's a fact. That's a fact. These kids who could not be ID'd from this recent shooting in Texas only had to be ID'd through DNA, children who had their faces blown off. Those are facts. And just like the tsunami, you know, bodies hanging from buildings because the water had washed up on these massive <laughs> fucking buildings. It, it was some, some bogus shit. So that was pretty bogus. But that's all I got, well, I think. <laughs> yeah, I just have turds. I don't know what to say. 
I just stopped the show in its track. Yeah, it was depressing. <laughs> uh, okay. So let's go to the next email then. Uh, all right. Don't worry. We can just transfer money from your account into a portfolio with your son, and it's gone. Another email from Brian. <laughs> this one is timestamped. This one's timestamped uh, just less than 48 hours after the first one. 10.22 a.m. on a Monday. So a morning email on a Monday morning. Hello, Safe Pod Talk Show team. John Mulaney had Dave Chappelle open for him recently. Oh, boy. Oh, no. Uh, this had... This has opened John Mulaney up to the progressive activist attack of John Mulaney is transphobic because he let Chappelle open for him. This is why what? I hate identity politics Thank to conflate you. Chappelle's act with Mulaney's POV as a person is so wrong at so many levels, especially in the context of stand up comedy. It's ridiculous and an obvious attack meant to shame Mulaney for daring to not only be friends with Dave Chappelle but to also contribute to Chappelle's bottom line in any way. Obviously, I may be preaching to the choir here, but this is so dumb that I felt compelled to write in and bitch about how fucking stupid it is. Brian. That's Brian on a Monday morning. He starts off the week hot. That's uh, hot, dude, over a cup of... I start the week like that, cup too. of coffee, a grapefruit, <laughs> and, and that? I don't know. Dude, I, I wake up. <laughs> I, I wake up on fire. Like, that's... I, I totally get this. Boy, I totally I, get this feeling. I don't want to wake. Man, yeah, I wake up like a fucking zoned out koala bear. You're just a, <laughs> just a sweet little yeah. sloth, just uh, unfolding, yeah, dude, unfolding I'm, into the I'm new just day. A tender little Bullshit! caterpillar coming into my own. <laughs> oh, it's a tender. Oh, it's eight, <laughs> it's, it's eight thirty-eight. Is it eight thirty-eight? I guess I'll I guess I'll do the wordle and check in with Stephanie and see if she did the wordle, and maybe I'll decide if I have a cup of coffee. What, I know that. Uh, what a I know lovely that, world. <laughs> I know that Dave Chappelle is being criticized for being transphobic somewhere in the back of my mind or somewhere in the middle of my brain, but I just. I keep that door locked for a fucking hour. Here comes the, you know, when the sun comes up, I just want to think to myself, here comes the sun just for one fucking yeah. hour. Can we have sunshine <laughs> for one fucking hour for once in our goddamn life? Here comes the this sun. This is John in the morning. This is what it's like to be John in the morning. <laughs> Dude, I, yeah, I don't think about anything. I'm, a, I'm like a, a fucking... Just mindless marmoset, you know. Listening oh, maybe to this all is more propelled. This is you in the morning. <laughs> mindless marmoset. This is what it's like to be in John Scott's head in the morning. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's this is my toothbrush song. This is what I brush my teeth to. <laughs> to be John like Scott in the morning is to a, be Jack Johnson. It's a, it's a Folgers commercial. I have a couple Folgers. <laughs> I call my mother and see if she and the family are doing well. Hi, mother. <laughs> It's it's your son. How are you doing on a Monday morning? <laughs> good, honey. Good. How, how was the job interview at FedEx? It was good, mom. I'm just over here listening to Jack Johnson having a cuppa. This is I. I can't tell you how much I hate this music right now. I oh I dude it, I love it makes Jack me want to rip it makes you, me want to yeah. rip my skull in two pieces. Yeah, Coffee House, the old the that's this is the Sirius XM like Coffee House channel, right? That shit. Ah, uh, yeah. Who in the fuck listen? What Starbucks? Fucking Starbucks. what lobotomized what lobotomized piece of shit that's driving around? 
if you got a on the same a, streets that we are, listens to this shit on purpose. Safe drivers. These are safe. These are probably very safe drivers, though. These are, no, this they're is not. The, they might as well the, be on like twelve fucking Vicodin at once. No, dude. This is the lobotomized Starbucks set. Yes, <laughs> it is. Yep. Like they don't know anything about the world. They don't care. Hey, I never did PCP. I never did LSD. I've never done Dude, anything that altered my mind at to all. Live a, to happy live to be in America. To live a life where everything needs to be inoffensive and not and not agitate you is just insane to me. Yeah, when did That's we insane. decide? Did we decide this week that Dave Chappelle was Mike? You gotta stop. You gotta point. stop. Turn it off, Mike. <laughs> Mike, turn it off. Turn it off now. Please turn it off. Turn this it off. Gonna, this is gonna make me want a double vent, double Thank you. chai spice latte. If you don't stop it, holy shit! That was like that was like making me angry, which is funny because you'd think that the angry music I listen to would make me angry. That's that has nothing to do with it. It's the, no, the hits. No, it's hits the lame released, shit though. that drives me nuts. Yeah, it's got an opposite. Music has an opposite effect. Good like God. That. If you're that angry, so you, need, you need angry music to hit the valve. You know, you don't want to listen to this garbage. But uh, yeah. anyway, back to my question. Did we decide that uh, Chappelle was transphobic this week or I missed the fucking news? No, what, he was what, transphobic what? a couple of years ago when he released his Netflix special. Obviously, uh, but why are we still fucking talking about this shit? Comedy is sacred ground. Something has to be fucking sacred in my life. And it's not the Lord and it's not the good book. It's not any of that shit. It's comedy. That's because you have to be able to say what what you want. Dave Chappelle is Jesus Christ, basically, to me. You can say whatever the fuck you want, dude. Stand up comedy is bulletproof. It has to be. Otherwise, uh, we're we're really up a fucking creek if we can't uh, Mm -hmm. just talk and, and crack jokes and think about it. Like, dude, come on. You really think you don't know anything about Dave Chappelle then? You really don't know anything. Not that we not that we know who the man is, but you're not paying right, attention. Is, you're not paying why attention. Why are we addressing it? Fucking... Yeah, that's why we talking about it then. Fuck this. Well, the, the reason the reason why we're addressing it in this in this case is because obviously it's this it's the lamest do requests. approach to it's the lamest approach to any type of uh conflict is the guilty by association approach. This is John Mulaney is transphobic because he let Chappelle open for him. And I'm guessing, I'm guessing there's probably some, a a bunch of fucking blue check Twitter assholes out there who are complaining about it because uh, they heard Chappelle say some bad transphobic jokes. But again, we've also, we also talked about, you know, how he, he's punched down for years and and all that doesn't make him not fucking funny. Also, he's a comedian. So you gotta, what are you trying to do? You're trying to like, really extract from the acts that you see in the the public persona the the true meaning and the true essence of who dave Chappelle is can you imagine if somebody put that kind of scrutiny on you as an individual who are you what what do you represent are you allowed to make mistakes is that thing that you said last week is that really going to be a permanent stain on your record is are you tattooed with everything that comes out of your fucking mouth uh so this is john mulaney let uh, Chappelle open for him, and now people are calling John Mulaney transphobic, and that is just—I mean, it's the laziest, lamest, worst fucking element of our entire culture, right there. Those are, are the people a, that give you Donald Trump. It's not also, the fucking rednecks you, out in the are you uh, allowed sticks. to? Are you allowed to say anything or suggest anything 
uh, with the intent being to think about it and discuss it. Like, have we lost no. our have we lost our fucking minds? Like, nothing can be said just to put it out there and make sure that there's a conversation dude, we're, around we're it. Fine, well, we're finally wow, having, dude. We are finally literally getting to the point where we're we are encountering adults, teenagers maybe, but teenagers to adults who were 100% raised on social media. It's yeah, I think it's, the, I mean it's sick. It's there is it's so hard because there's just so much pressure from every direction to to say it's it's almost like every comment that you say is about something that you're trying to confirm about what other people think before you think it yourself and say it yourself you're just trying to get along first you know your first instinct yeah your first instinct is to say something that confirms what you're hearing as opposed to say something you think the biggest problem, and that actually it's it strings together all of these conversations we're having about fucking whether it be abortion, anything political, gun control, shootings, etc. We can't we can't talk to each other. We can't fucking talk to each other, and that's ultimately going to be our downfall. Is that we can't have a conversation, we can't have a disagreement, we uh, can't put anything out into the world that might be a little bit ugly or difficult or worthy of conversation. That's going to be the reason we fucking fail as a species that we're getting just ever so quickly to a point where we can't fucking talk to each other. We just have to play identity politics, choose a team, clutch your pearls and be be fucking outrageously offended. And that's it. And that's going to be it. And uh, roll the credits. Go to sleep, America. Go to sleep, and, America, and roll sign up, the fucking credits. <laughs> sign, up the meta, America, sign up for the metaverse. Sign up for the metaverse, which is going to be the most apolitical environment on the planet where you're completely in an isolated chamber talking to a bunch of other like minded, lobotomized dipshits about fucking nothing. I and and it, then it will be the kind of literal version of the virtual coliseum that becomes real that contains you you know the whole idea that people are watching what's happening in the coliseum so they don't give a shit about politics that is how politics happens it happens like behind the scenes because the whole world got crazy and again politics is fucking life and death so the longer we don't have the longer that they can keep us from actually paying attention to politics the better, uh, better it is for anybody in the ruling class and the elite. So, anyways, what was the question about feces? I... <laughs> no, God damn it! <laughs> All right, so uh, there you go. Yeah, uh, there you go. You know, yeah, I don't buy into the stuff. I understand it exists, but I don't waste my time with it. That's my best advice to you, Brian. It'd be like, wow, that's annoying. But if it ever comes into direct contact with your own life. Make sure that you address the absurdity of it all and remain calm and cool and collected and just do what you're going to do because you're not out to hurt anybody. You're not out to destroy anyone. You don't mm-hmm. want to cause harm. So I know that. Yep. I live that way and I'm good to go. All right, let's go to Brian, Mr. Pink. Brian, I love you. Real quick, Brian, I love you. I don't know you. I haven't met you. I love you. But oh, at, 10, at 1022 in the morning, dude, try try coffee and grapefruit. <laughs> this is brian this is brian at 10 22 on a monday morning but i hope you leave enough room for my fist because i'm going to ram it into your stomach and break your goddamn spine dude maybe a tea maybe yes. tea there's a good there's a good tangerine tea i can recommend it 
right. Next email is from Mr. Pink. Trying to keep it light is the title of the email, so that's good. No poop. Maybe there is poop in this, actually. Uh, thanks for reading some that's of my the email light last part of, week. Um, <laughs> thanks for reading my some of my email last week. I'm really looking forward to hearing what you guys think about the question I posed on this week's show. I like the early direction Luke went. Diaper days were pretty legit. And not having a care in the world when you're young is pretty epic. Good times. Thank you. And I appreciate the show. So, yeah. Um, remember that oh, yeah, we didn't, we didn't get a chance finish. to get to this. Yeah. So, that's right. So, let me read this part. Look, going back to Mr. Pink's email the week before. On a way lighter note, that was the best time. What was the best time period of your lives? Do you think you've hit it yet? I used to work with a bunch of rough dudes when I was younger. They would say things like their 30s were the best because they still had the energy of their 20s, but had the experience to not make the same mistakes. I've had some people say their 40s were the greatest because they hit their stride professionally. Ew. 90 uh. is the new 80 and other bullshit. I don't know what time period has been the best of my life, but I have a vivid memory growing up where I just knew that moment in time was incredible and likely never to be eclipsed. Oh, man. I was probably 13 or 14. I won't bore you with the memory, but even at the age, I had a sense that that period of my life was very special, and I couldn't imagine anything being better. My life has generally been awesome, and that probably wasn't the best time in my life, but I at least had enough awareness to appreciate it. Sadly, that awareness and appreciation hasn't always followed me as I've aged. That's something I need to work on. Thank you for what you do, and thank you for creating a safe space to talk Mr. Pink. Yeah, we create a safe space. Yeah, why not? Woohoo! It is called Is It Safe? It'd be funny if someone found the show, it says, Is It Safe? And they think it's a safe space. That would be a real harsh reality for those this people. Is a, this this, is, this a, is a safe Wait, hold safe, on. No, a safe a, space you know would be a saying, place no. where you say what you want. No, yeah, you yeah, know what yeah. I'm saying? I'm talking about the people who would be like super, super triggered, but think it was a safe space. Oh. And it's, <laughs> they that's would not think what it is. They would think they were going to like a Jerry Seinfeld uh, comedy show. Oh, there it is. Yeah. All right. So then they would get they would get Sam Kinison. It's a safe. It's a safe snake pit. This is a safe snake pit. All right. So, guys, twenties, thirties, right now, John Scott. I know you got answers. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's just like sixteen to twenty-five. It's like that decade. Sixteen. Like getting a car until graduating college and having the stupid fucking baby boomer pressure on you like well what are you doing you looking you applying how many how many jobs did you apply you got any leads <laughs> oh dude anytime anyone fucking asked me do you have any leads that shit <laughs> made me insane i was like yeah leads dude i got a lead it's let's go out back so i can fucking settle this with my fists with you stop fucking asking me yeah. about that shit and that's when yeah that's when all the good <laughs> vibes that's when all the good vibes ended all the all the slick willy years when my family had money and they bought me sega nintendo 64 and sega. I, I had a car when i was 16 and everything was awesome and i bought yeah. cd and nobody and told you to go to fucking work and no Aww. one told me to go to work. Yeah, I, I was I dated, you know, cool babes and uh, everything was awesome. Yeah, I like was the money, decade, though. I, I love yeah. it. But yeah, you just said to, leads 16 to 26. That would be the you know, 16 to 26. Huh? You just Honestly. made me realize that we don't have the leads drop from Big Lebowski because you said that. Now I'm going to make sure I get that one for next time. Thank you. So do you guys have any leads? You guys have any leads on this from, question? Uh, <laughs> yeah, we don't have the leads drop from. Leads. Uh, 
what? Jesus Christ. Always be closing. What, what is it? Uh, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Thank you. Jeez. Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I forgot about that one. Yeah, I mean, those. You know, that, funny about the too. coffee down. <laughs> Fucking leads a week. <laughs> you a week. Yeah, of course. Great call. We Luke. do have it. Okay. Nice job, Michael. Uh, okay. So, Luke, do you have an answer to this question? The best time or is I, your best yeah, years no, yet I, to come? Or is it already over? It's boy, that shit is tricky, right? It it all becomes relative, and even in the the worst fucking decade you can imagine, where you suffer a bunch of, let's say, very personal tragedies, it could still be the best decade. I mean, the the worst decades are the ones in which you realize that you know a lot of your future opportunities are are basically. Uh, gone forever and and the one thing you've got to do is make a paycheck because you got to pay off all the shit that you bought and all the stuff that you have and whatever it might be or or you're being encouraged to attain shit attain stuff <laughs> that goes back to the carlin thing you know the stuff and the shit thing it, but you're you you're preoccupied and fully obsessed and absolutely required to attend to that and i think that's when cool man i think that's when those decades are just they can't possibly be as good but i guess it depends on your values too if you didn't really appreciate uh the freedom you had you didn't appreciate the the dreams you had when you were younger then you probably love the idea of settling down having the having the house and all that and like don't get me wrong great fucking decade i mean i'm i'm married like we do have a house i'm glad about that but the thing is i am glad about that because i'm so fucking relieved it happened and the fact that like we have to just live in a world where that is like you you're just like thanking god that you even attained it i mean i i'm so thankful that this even fucking happened but it's hard to say like this would be the best decade because I feel like the best decade might have been the one where there were, you know, infinite possibilities. And I guess there are still infinite possibilities now. And there's there's definitely future a future that I that I love and I am like oh, super excited the about. Best. But it is it is interesting that we don't have I mean, we're so pushed to attain stuff, to buy things, to get a mortgage, whatever it might be. The fact that I even am part of this is miraculous. I was never going to own a house on my own, not with my student loans. That was that was a foregone conclusion for me. me. If it wasn't for if it wasn't for Kristen, I would never be here. So it's an amazing decade. It's a great part of my life. It's just so hard to say that you know it's the best because it has nothing to do with her and i and you know the the house and all that shit it's that like our whole lives are required to attain this maintain it and not lose it <laughs> so, this is a man's world i mean it is our Thanks fucking for preoccupation us that every once in a while we forget that sounds um yeah see this is the danger of getting caught up in a routine like that for myself. I'm in a situation where right now I don't own a home. I rent it and I don't have any attachment to it other than I pay for it to shelter me. And that's a good thing. I'm cool with that. You know, I, I think maybe I will go my whole life without actually owning a house. It would, I mean, it sounds cool, but I don't really give a fuck totally anymore. And I don't, I don't need 
what do I need? I need to have a purpose, which I have. Um, I need enough of currency to be able to trade it for goods that sustain me. I don't need it for any of the other bonus materials. I don't really need that stuff. Uh, it's nice to have extra fun stuff to play with, but I don't need it. And, um, you know, I have my girlfriend, and as long as, if we could live together, that would be cool. That would be something nice to have as well. But other than that, um, I don't really need much. I would like to attain a position of stability with a job, I suppose. I, I guess I, I do need that. But I don't want to use that just to fit into a cycle of routine that perpetuates itself again and again and again, where I'm, uh, I'm paying the bills, I'm paying the bills, I'm maintaining the situation. I'm, what am I doing? Why am I here? What is my purpose? Uh, my purpose has to have to something more than a, a shelter or uh, something soulless. It can't be connected to anything soulless. So if what your maintenance is and it mean if it's enough for you to be like i like the maintenance that i have here and the maintenance is to maintain the lifestyle that i enjoy then maintenance could be fine the maintenance of maintaining a house and taking care of all the bills and replacing appliances over the years if that's the life that brings you comfort and you can keep it simple enough then that's bonus time baby that's right. jack bonus savings fucking time. bonus but love it you know, if you're looking at Live it, like, it. Man, love it, do it. I'm drowning in like endless amounts of debt or and that really takes a toll on me or makes me depressed or I feel like I'm not taking care of myself. So then I start acting out in other ways that are unhealthy by uh, uh, consuming shitty foods or putting substances in my body or uh, committing behaviors that cause a great amount of strife within not only myself, but my relationships and not just my my lover's relationship, but friends and loved ones and familial ones, then uh, you got to step back and be like, what the fuck am I doing here? What the fuck is really going on here? How much How much do you think, uh, you know, maintaining interest in your life is stirring shit up just to keep it, keep things going, keep your brain firing? You know, uh, there's... there's um, Seriously, you, if question, you sit man. around and you're too fucking comfortable, I'll, what the hell is I watching? I, it doesn't matter. It was uh, oh, it kind of does. Oh, it's watching Swordfish. Have you? When was the last time we saw Swordfish? That's why does this movie keep coming up? It's, this is the third time because it's just, it's on HBO. It's on HBO Max now, as opposed as of like. I was two listening to ago, Jalen Rose so. the other day on his podcast, yeah. Jalen Jacoby. They were talking about Swordfish and how Halle Berry got paid all that money to show her breasts. Of course. Well, that's what so. everyone else is talking about. That's but then not she got why I brought paid it nothing. Up. She got she got paid nothing to do For a Monsters much Ball. more vulgar yeah, exactly. and raunchy sex scene yeah. in Monsters. Yeah, Ball, because so. it's art. Because she thinks it's art, and she's an idiot and doesn't understand what art is, and that's that's how Luke. She won get an Academy Award. Billy Luke, Bob Thornton. Take that away from her. Yeah, how Maybe many people have won an Academy Award for dude? All right, moving on. Um, in Swordfish, but we're not even the question a, here, though. What's the question? The best time of our lives. We did. I think we definitely answered that question. Did we? Okay, I feel like it's, I just don't think it's clear. For the I just record. don't think it. I don't think like okay. If I have if I have a child, I'm gonna tell you immediately that's the best time of my life. Uh, it's You'd such a subjective. Yeah. Like how how in the fuck how in the fuck can you ever be totally objective about that? It's just something you say. It's something you say to say like, oh my god, your 30s are the best because in a way you're rationalizing what's going on in your life at that moment but when you're in your 40s what are you going to say like oh yeah my 30s were my best 
and in your 40s you just had a kid and in your 30s you didn't so now it looks like that when you had your kid that your that your life wasn't the best during that decade but like the 30s those were still great you can't really comment on any of this shit in the decade that you're in and you can't really identify what makes it what makes that part of your life better than any other part because you every fucking year you're changing you're you're evolving so it's so tough it's so tough to answer but i would say that when you live in a bubble and you don't have a lot of uh, a lot of influences and a lot of different things that are a lot of exigent circumstances that are kind of turning your life upside down and if you live in a house where you don't have uh, drug-addled parents and you don't have a bunch of wild shit happening every single day that's probably your best time it's probably just it's the most carefree i guess to me i would identify quote unquote best time as not being the most fulfilling time but being the time when i had the least amount of shit encroaching upon me during my regular day-to-day life which would have been when i'm a kid so for me i kind of identify myself and think of myself good times with less pain and less stress as there's a drive in a deep left field by castellanos it will be a home run and so that'll make it a four nothing ball game. Oh, I think, <laughs> I think the uh, yeah, I've always got that one in my uh, back pocket, ready to go. It's my favorite. I wanted to get on the record because I didn't say it officially. John Scott did. You did. If I thought I had already lived my best decade, or if I looked back like that, then I wouldn't. I wouldn't have a desire to really go forward. I know that you can say, boy, you know. Those teen years were the best. I'm, I'm still going out in my life, but it'll never top that. If I really thought that, I really wouldn't have the desire or the purpose or the motivation to continue to go forward. For me, I wouldn't. So I don't know yet. I'm still incomplete. If you want me to put a label on it, um, uh, the 20s, I was uh, sarcastically stupid and way too uh, filled with confusion and uncertainty. The 30s, I got hooked on opioids, so that says it all. So I guess right now, at 41 <laughs> so, years so old. So 30s is the best, obviously. You already said it. Obviously. Yeah, I mean, yeah, teenage years were fun, but those weren't the... <laughs> the teenage years were fun, and, and relationships were formed that I still have today. But those were... There were not... They were not meaningful times. They were, they were loosey-goosey, bozo times. A lot of... Uh, how would you say? A lot of passion was applied to those relationships at that time and it seemed like it meant yes. everything in my teenage years but looking at it now it's just a bunch of doofuses who don't know shit about life right now i'm so much more wise and i'm grateful for that that i want to use what i have now and apply it forward so i'm hoping that my 40s will be the best time of my life so far and then hopefully the 50s will be better than that i i you know you kind of if bring i get something there. you probably <laughs> you'll get there and you probably bring something up that i was trying to touch on a little bit but it's like your your 20s your, your teens and your 20s are so much more libidinal and that is that there's something there's just something that is it's just visceral and exciting and it's super high highs super low lows and as you go forward you get to get to the point where you understand how to moderate that stuff and so now you kind of live in the middle and that's what people talk about when they say settling settling is has terrible terrible uh 
negative. Uh-oh. I will find you. Settling is bad news, dude. Remember when someone would say settling in a relationship was bad? Exactly. I'm not going to exactly. settle. Yeah. In our Fuck 20s, that. in my late teens and early 20s, like, I'm not going to settle. I've got goals where I will never settle. I'm not going to uh -huh. be like my parents. Yeah. How are your goals turning out? How's Hollywood going for you? How, how do you yeah how do you enjoy how do you enjoy going to, like uh, to the dumpster behind the fucking hollywood bowl like it, give me a fucking break the word settling, settling is the idealist connotation is like, insane yeah. sell yeah, out was the other one lives and sell dies with settling i've been thinking about selling out this week i'm glad you mentioned that luke yeah selling, You're selling out, out dude that was, a, that was a, no i was just thinking about the uh the concept don't of sell out selling out and how that used to be so well it was in that book uh i'm reading the 90s luke that closerman book and uh, oh i thought it was crack out oh yeah close there's some yeah. good there's some good uh yeah sell out shit it was a good sell that's what the 90s there. were all about man i mean the the overwhelming focus sure on do. that that's when my name's on the goddamn building yeah, probably, that was like burning probably your represents fucking family at the cross was less of a crime than selling out in the 90s. Yeah, it probably represents a very ex extreme form of of just it, an intellectual like conflict, you know, that teenagers were having in that like literally in that decade coming out of Reagan and coming out of the Cold War essentially. And the idea that we would be in this conflict and feel very strongly about it but then the the instinct was to be angry at sellouts without actually interrogating what sellout meant and without interrogating the the structures of uh corporate capital and and the things that keep everybody actually uh you know under the under the floor shine as, as boots riley would say it which is which is fucking great. Boots Riley used the term floor shine instead of boot. That's oh. fantastic. But yeah, it's that that was such a major, major fucking part of the 90s for us. So we were growing up being a sellout was the worst fucking thing you could be settling anything you need. The worst thing you could be being a sellout was the worst thing you could be for your like professional life and who you were going to be as an individual and settling was the worst thing you could do uh, in your relationship life. And fuck mm -hmm. all that okay. because you know what? Settling to me is just it's just being able to start making good decisions and not being so stressed out about fucking missing out on shit and all that. And trying to constantly be a poser. Hmm. Scott? Oh yeah, I've I've said my piece. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Don't sell out, man. There was a song that this was a big hit, so I think this says it all. Huge hit. Anyways, yeah, selling out. I mean, I got over that a long time ago, but I do remember it being a big deal. And then it's just something you kind of you realize that uh, you're part of the cog. You are cog in the overall machine, and you're going to do what you have to do to survive. So selling out takes a back seat to survival when you got 10 bucks in your bank account and yeah, rents due. Exactly. So you, it's you a, also brought up you brought selling up the best out point. and you brought up the best point is that somebody somebody is going to accuse someone else of selling out when it's like you're just putting your <laughs> yeah, you're putting this on death. somebody. <laughs> You know, one individual, oh, they're selling out. Well, listen, you're yeah. all being fucking sold. You're being bought and sold. 
So oh, go fuck you, yourself. You sold out for a loaf of bread and some cold cuts, you fucking idiot. <laughs> I think selling out is less individual. I think selling out is less individual, though, Scott, and it's more like group-based. Like, especially with music, selling out has a major connotation, probably more than anything else. It's music-related, I would say. That was my experience yeah. growing up. I would sell yeah, but out. But it's completely so ignorant quick. of the entire fucking capitalist system. What is someone supposed to do? Like, know it all. Play fucking know it all. And so maybe we finish the pod with that. Because that whole thing is like, you know, uh, not, now you're angry at somebody because they fucking got food and they can like pay for their pad. You know, they can finally afford to like pay their goddamn bills. So you're going to like call them a sellout and like that somehow is supposed to undermine how good they are or what they do or nah, just that's misery loves, that's misery loves company shit no one no one likes to feel past no one likes to feel that people their contemporaries are checking more boxes than they are that's just straight envy shame and fear fucking hate yep. whatever yeah that's the cap that oh, and if you don't know now you know yep. you know you know it's a capitalist fucking death spiral, you know, where we're all stuck in a fucking game where we have to murder each other. That's it. It's the only reason murder, you man. get annoyed at people who are selling out is because all of a sudden they bought a car. They showed up with a car at your, you know, at your, um, you know, the last fucking concert you went to out in a parking lot. They, they're the one that drove you. And it was and it was a fairly decent looking car. So now you're like, oh, these guys a fucking sellout. Dude, you're a oh. sellout. Well, yeah, he got a job. Uh, he got a job because he wanted a freaking car, and you guys are riding in it. Yeah, and the Who's suburb. the sellout? Who's the real sellout? You should be fucking putting your thumb out on the side of the freeway to get wherever you want to go if you don't want to be a sellout. Oh, I don't know how, sh I like how uh, just shit a was term. In, it doesn't matter how, how shit was with you guys in Highland, but in my suburb, yeah. If you just had, if you had transportation at 16 years old, you were kind of like a fucking silver spooner. It was like, oh, he's 16 and he's got a car. It's like exactly. it's a fucking 1988 Corolla <laughs> or something. It's like a, it's, it's like an a, Impreza. It's, it's like a 92 LeBaron, and I gotta feel shame about this shit. You are shit. Hit the bricks, pal, and beat it, cause you are it going last, out. It's the last time, and it's the last time in your life that right, like just rolling with a Ford Escort made you a god. Yeah. God forbid if you had a four, if you had a '98 Ford Probe, you were. Ooh, I think that's I think that's what actually answers uh, Brian's question or, or Pink's question most clearly. What did you drive there? Ford? Is that if you can if you can still drive a busted up Ford Escort right now or Dodge Shadow, which is what I used to drive. If you could drive that right now and like and and be happy and look yourself in the mirror and be happy and like and everybody wants to get a ride from you and you live in like a god, uh, then it's clearly this decade is best. But that would never what fucking happen. So it's clearly the decade when you got the car and you were a god. <laughs> Didn't matter what it car looked like. Ride. That thing could have exposed. Get it? It could. Yeah, it could have exposed shocks in the wheel well. It could be so rusted that yeah, it's Bondo. just shocks. There's a lot of, a lot of Bondo going on in the high school parking lot. <laughs> and, and your friends are like, "Oh, can you drive, dude? This is great. I love this car." And everybody jumps in, and it's fucking sweet. You could even yeah. meet girls and put them in that car, and they would be happy. 
It would because fit inside are, the there's cars. A car. The would fit inside the cars. I know. It was amazing. This is what, what I'm driving for. That is the best time of your life. It's got to be, right? The time when you, go, you get, don't get judged by fucking anything you actually own if it's functional, useful, and can get everybody to the next party. Try to I don't you. want any more kids it's rolling around that bed tonight with the sick fucking hatred of me. I can't stand it. 16 to 26, baby. That was it. That's why my, that's, this is all why my answer was so definitive. It was just being, yeah, like that. Own, it, like that it took me crush. a half an hour to walk to talk through it, but yeah, we got that. right on. All right, let's go to the last email here. Last email's from Danny. It's very Daniel. short and succinct, simple, classy, all the way, Danny. I think he learned so, his lesson. He, he, he knows not to bother asking too many long questions. Oh. Sup, chumps. Oh. What was your <laughs> what was your AIM screen name? And hit me with a memorable moment from that glorious run of primordial internet communication. We are Peace. really in Ooh. the memory lane cul-de-sac here today, aren't we? Yeah. In I the mean, memory sack. AOL Instant Messenger was huge. AOL mess Instant Messenger was at its time, like peak early two thousands to about two thousand five or six. It was what everybody used. So mine was so specific. It was such a specific historical moment that it would end up in a Klosterman book if it hasn't already. You remember when swing music <laughs> came back for like three weeks? Oh, my God. Ninety-seven. It was like, I think it was like early, mid-97 and swing music came back for literally like 15 minutes. Is it was Mambo bit, number five part of that? No, no, no. That was that was. Like, <laughs> No, it was, it was uh <laughs> it was big bad yep it was big bad fucking cherry popping well, daddies or whatever popping daddies and dude how so, the fuck uh, did they get a name like that that is disgusting Squirrel nut zippers and big root jake was my personal favorite so my screen name was swing four numeral four all capitals swing four hit me up see if it's still there i'll hit you back wow <laughs> swing four yeah, I always hated it. I was trying to get a hold of somebody on AIM and they were away. Like, damn it, why are you away? Where are you? Uh, oh, you need to sit 20, there and just obsess years over later, it. Yeah. Yeah. My original, we started with AOL as our first internet connection in the 90s. That was how we connected. We had AOL package with the AOL email. And AIM became much more of a thing as it got a little bit faster on the internet. We got DSL and shit like that. And cable internet finally showed up after 2000. Um... But then I, I kind of I did a restart. So originally I was Gove's Nine at AOL.com. Very simple. But when I uh, when I left that AOL completely and lost that old package and had to start anew, I started a new screen name for my AIM. And I told John what it was yesterday. It's uh, I I, I, I can almost guess it. But I kind of want. Oh, you, you think to say you got it. it? Come on, give it a shot. Dildo Eater ninety nine. No, it's a good one. That was my Yahoo. And to this day, it still is my Yahoo username. It's the Yahoo Eater. one, Dildo yeah. Eater. <laughs> I don't know. Do we tell the story on, on this show where I, I got confronted so. by the counselor when I was a teacher? She, When I was teaching back in 2012, oh my 13, God. my first full year of teaching, <laughs> it was almost the end of the year. It was like May. It was right now. It's like right now at this time, 2013. The school year was almost over. And the school counselor brought me into her office and she sat me down and it was like all serious. Like, oh my God, what's going on here? She's like, I need to talk to you about something. I had a student bring something to me and uh, it's very serious. So uh, I don't know how to say this, but I'm just going to tell you that <laughs> some students found you online 
and they found a username on YouTube that says Dildo Eater ninety nine. Is this you? Jesus Christ! And I was like, uh, no, uh, okay, no, no, that's not me. I mean, that's ridiculous. And she's like, well, uh, some of the students are very uncomfortable, uh, very nervous about this. It makes them feel like uh, very awkward. And <laughs> just because you're just eating dildos. That's your guy that's just eating dildos. And yeah, yeah that would that would concern me too if you were like really a dildo eater. I mean, that's that's concerning. <laughs> dildo, what the hell are you doing out there? Yeah. <laughs> so I I'm like I don't know what you're talking about. She's like, well, this is very serious, and you know if we need to make sure that this doesn't become a problem. I'm like, okay, whatever. And it's got the you know the chilled lighting. It's all soft and quiet and peaceful in her very safe space because it's a counselor's room and. It was very awkward, so I had to get rid of that dildo eater account immediately. But uh, it was funny to hear her say it out loud: "Dildo eater ninety I love that you but, kept it going for so long. You kept it you know, going just, for like twenty five years uh, until an you got move, called though, into your boss's office and you had amateur to, hour move. Though I should have known, oh but I should have known. Come on, I can't be a teacher oh, and yes. have a dildo eater public screen name. You idiot, Mike! What are you thinking? So oh, that was God. not my actual AIM name, though. My AOL instant messenger name back in the 2000s was uh, Indians Dead 1492, which I don't know why I decided to. Because come up you because uh, uh, you woke up and yeah, read yeah, a real book. You, yep. Because you were, you, you actually you read a book that wasn't your fucking textbook. <laughs> well, I mean, I was like I was like 22 or 23 at the time. I don't know why I created it, but I did. India's dead, 1492. It's not most. It's meant to be a tribute to the Native Americans. It's supposed to be a slap in the face to Columbus and all those scumbag explorers who get hyped up. So that's what it was. India's dead, 1492. And I don't know. Do we? Does anyone use AIM anymore? Does it still exist? Is it over? No clue. No, zero. Zero idea if that's the case. Yeah. So Luke, you didn't use AIM then? Oh, we didn't even have a computer at our house. Until no, I but was like in the two thousands, like AAM was in the two thousands. AAM was big by then. No, so I, I would be never years old. Literally, never had an AAM. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. So you were meeting girls in real life. Oh, kicking it old school, huh? Yeah, oh, that's how we yeah. did it. Yeah, this is how we did. That's true. I like to bring transient hookers to the old oak tree where I asphyxiate myself at the same time I'm watching them have sex with each other. But the other one, the other one from from Keith. Mike, the reason I brought the dildo here thing to begin with is that we hey, were dildo. in we were in dildo. computer class, computer whatever class with Mister whatever his name was. I forget his name now. Um, testeritis, I don't know. And it was Keith and you, and there's a couple other people, but you guys had the two best names. Yours was Dildo Eater, and Keith's was Butternuts. Oh, butternuts, yeah. <laughs> and, what about butternuts? And it just became, it was like in the middle of class, it was like he taught us all how to like log on to the internet and do this shit. And you guys would just be like fucking laughing and just giggling. And it was this whole fucking scandal for the teacher. And I just remember him freaking out and like, turn. I forgot if you just turned off the internet but it did. It was precipitated by a, a very nasty comment toward one of our other classmates. Uh-oh. And yeah, it was our our friend Nate who had said something about uh, terabytes, 
And another friend of ours was like, wow, that's really cool, Nate. And then that shut every fucking thing down because it was a very insulting, shitty thing to say, uh, really poking fun at somebody else. And so Sitting with butter, the butternuts telling jokes, butternuts and dildo eater got shut down that day. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was dumb. Well, there you go, Danny. That's Danny, a little bit of our AM flashbacks. I used to use AAM a lot, though, to like talk to girls. It was a bit. Yeah, I used to, absolutely. When I lived in Cincinnati, I was using it heavily to connect with women. Uh, Alice. I actually had sex with a woman named Alice. I used to use the name Alice, but I actually did have sex with a woman named Alice once. That's cool. Her name was really Alice. It's <laughs> a good name. I love Alice. Uh, you don't, That's a great you name. don't meet a lot of Alice's in real life. I just don't. I have I never, never have. met an Alice. Not once. Yeah, Alice. She was cool. Uh, I think that's it. I think we'll leave it there. Uh, that's the show. Danny, thanks for the questions. Everybody, we love the interaction. We appreciate it. And on this Memorial Day weekend, don't forget to, uh, you know, pray for the troops and, uh, you know, bend say the goodbye. Fucking name. Bend the pray name for the troops. Bend the name. Hmm. Pray, pray for the troops that are already dead. That's what this weekend's about. We're they're not coming back. They're Remember, war, war helps the economy. Mm -hmm. Pray. Yep. Pray for war, bend the knee this weekend. What was uh, what was uh, Carlin saying? Um, something about praying for uh, protect protect a protect a life for nine months, uh, something so I can grow up to be a dead soldier. There's some yeah, quote exactly. he's got, which is really good. Yes, yes. I wanted Beautiful. to say re repeal abortion and keep having kids. That's what we want. I wanted to say here on the Is It Safe podcast. Thank Keep you, having children, you know, please. these fucking Beautiful. people are such hypocrites. If they really wanted to see uh -oh. this, they want to see an oh end boy. to abortion. We're almost out of here. Shit, Sorry, they go. want to see an end to abortion. Uh, go ahead and approve fucking Medicare for all and make sure that everybody that gets a fucking kid gets like a massive tax break. You really want to see people not getting abortions? Make that shit fucking profitable. That's the kind that's of disgusting point. goddamn country we live in. And that's what it is. What's our song? Well, here it is. I got it ready to go. I want to thank everybody once again. Is it safe pot at gmail.com if you want to email the show and be just like the other emailers like Danny and Brian and Mr. Pink and so on and so forth. We love having you guys connect with the show. Share the show with your friends, too. I mean, if you made it this far, you're all the way at the end. Give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Five-star on Spotify. All it takes is a click of your finger for five stars, and you're done. So we'd like to see the show grow a little Amazing. bit. Yeah. Oh, and Ray Liotta is overrated. Oh shit! Yeah, we didn't even talk Christ. about that. Well, we'll yeah, R.I.P. We'll we'll save that one for next week. I would love to hear more about what John Scott just said. In the meantime, enjoy, enjoy your <laughs> Memorial Day weekend and let him eat it.